Support for this podcast comes from Walgreens. Let's start with everyone out there who loves a good story. Now, narrow it down to all those passionate podcast listeners who are dedicated to living their best life. That's you, right? Well, Walgreens created a new, easier way to shop, save, and stay well just for you. It's called My Walgreens. And when you join, you'll discover personalized deals, instantly earn unlimited rewards, and receive real-time local health alerts. Join for free at MyWalgreens.com. Exclusions apply. Make some noise, everybody. We here. We alive. We doing it. We made it through another Dr. King birthday. He the classic of the black dudes right there, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Y'all know him? Very, very, very privileged black dude. He went to college in the 20s as a nigga. That's money. That's how you... College in the 20s? A private school. Same school I went to. I went to the same school as Dr. King, school called Morehouse College in Atlanta. Yeah. Any Anybody else went to an HBCU in the room? <laughs> Representation. Yo, at black colleges, we don't have a lot of money. That's one of the things. We got tradition. At black colleges, when you have a problem, they don't fix it. They just remind you of who used to go there. They just give you a history lesson whenever you got a problem. And uh, I remember I had a big problem. I was a freshman. I went to the to the building to try to like all everything was done in one building, like financial aid, uh, you know, clear up STDs, whatever. It was all one building. And I remember I went, and I'm from Chicago originally. I'm from the Midwest. Yeah, in the Midwest, you'll notice we do we like passive aggressive with our requests. Like, we'll apologize before we ask for something we feel belongs to us in the first place. Like, if I go to Denny's with my grandmother, she'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but could we get some clean silverware, right? And she'll fake scrape off the spaghetti. No fork, no spaghetti, but she's scraping it off, right? And so I went, <laughs> I went to the building, I was like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Yo, yo, lunch at 10 o'clock in the morning, but uh, there's no door on my door, right? And she got mad. She was like, sir, how could you complain about doors at this prestigious, this prestigious institution of higher learning where Dr. King once went? Dr. King didn't complain about doors. He dug himself out every morning. Booker T. Washington rose from slavery and went to pre-cal. I'm like, that never happened, right? But they'll give you a history lesson and uh, she was just so mad. She was like, yo, I, do you think you better than Dr. King? And I was like, yeah, a little bit, right? Because I know history, and I ain't trying to be fucked up about Dr. King. It's just I'm slightly better. Slightly. Let me make my case. Dr. King was a C student in college, right? I was a C student in college. Dr. King bombed in front of a lot of people. The I Have a Dream speech didn't come ready. He had to work that material out. Sometimes he was at bars doing this I have a dream and motherfuckers wasn't fucking with it. So he like, oh, damn, racism crazy, ain't it? Damn, let me go through my notes. That's some shit I do. Here's where we really are different though. Dr. King, this is a fact, it's unfortunate. Dr. King cheated on his wife, Coretta Scott King, many times. Yes. I have never cheated on Coretta Scott King. Never. Never even thought about it. Slightly better. Give me my goddamn door, you know what I'm saying? I did that joke in Atlanta. You know people got mad? Can you believe that? They got mad at me. Like, you being disrespectful to Dr. Martin, Reverend Dr. Martin Pastor, Dr. King. I'm like, I'm not being disrespectful. I have the most respect for Dr. King and everything that he did. I just think he was born for greatness, right? Like, Dr. King was meant to be one of the greatest speech givers of all time. Because I don't know what other job he could have had with that voice. Y'all know where I'm going with this? Dr. King couldn't sell sandwiches. I, I have number 76. I have a cream pastry with a side of marmalade. 
Marmalade. I'm like, man, if y'all don't get this Scooby-Doo villain up out here, why he sound like a ghost, man? He don't belong here. He should be on the National Mall, you know? Making history. You feel me? I'm not disrespectful, man. I, uh, I went to therapy once. That's all I could afford. I went to therapy in New York. You know they was busting heads at the door. Um, he knew I wasn't coming back. He, he knew I wasn't coming back, so he was just like, all right, Clark, I want you to do something that I know you never did before, something that changed my life. I want you to go see this musical. That's what he told me. Down on Barrow Street. He told me, I want you to go see this musical called Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Anybody ever see it before? Yeah. Amazing. I fell in love with it. Written by Stephen Sondheim. Top five lyricists, dead or alive. Biggie Tupac, Jay-Z Nas, Sondheim, right? Let me make my case. For those who have seen or haven't seen it, there's a character in Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, named Mrs. Lovett. Mrs. Lovett has a pie shop. She can't afford real meat, so she uses the little animals in the neighborhood. This is a white woman. Just so y'all can have the picture painted, right? In the mute, in the song, Worst Pies in London, these are the real lyrics written by Stephen Sondheim. Mrs. Love, it has a pie shop. Does a business, but I noticed something weird. Lately, all her neighbors' cats have disappeared. Gotta hand it to her. What a course. Enterprise. Popping pussies into pies. What? Real lyrics. Popping pussies into pies. Written by a white man in 1978. Steven Sondheim was writing Cardi B lyrics before Cardi B was even a blood. That's amazing. I was enthralled. I was taken. So taken was I. Tried to get some of my boys on the south side of Chicago to go see Sweeney Todd, Demon Barber, Fleet Street. They said, hell the fuck no. We don't fuck with musicals. I'm like, bro, we watch The Wiz every Christmas. You know the songs. They're like, yeah, that's different. It ain't about London's black people. I don't fuck, fuck London. I can't relate to that. I'm like, bro, Sweeney Todd is about a barber with an attitude problem because a crooked judge won't let him see his daughter. That sounds like every barber we've ever had on the south side of Chicago. It's the same thing, man. Just go to a black barbershop right now. This nigga's mad because the judge won't let him see his baby girl. It's the same thing. I just want to see my daughter. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to talk about everything except politics. right? We know Trump is a fucking ogre, right? We know that. And a lot of comics have jokes about Trump and like Twitter, drunks, but we need to discuss some of this shit in the Democratic Party, too. Some of this shit ain't right, right? Like, I ain't no political comedian, but I have suggestions. <laughs> y'all fuck with rep y'all want reparations for black folks? Yeah. I do, too. I do, too. I just think we need to start small and petty, right? Like, I think the fist emoji should only come in black. <laughs> I don't need the other SPFs. And I got white friends, they allies, they're like, man, I don't want to misappropriate black culture with the black fist. I got to stick to my own color. I'm like, nah, man, do not send me Bart Simpson's knuckles. <laughs> Just do the black one. Take it. Appropriate that shit, man. Send me Wesley Snipes' <laughs> four fingers. I like AOC. I do. She, she say anything. And no matter how eloquent or how... Uh, respectful the tweet is the subtext is always suck my dick you bitch ass nigga like that's what she's saying when she replied to Trump that's like I want to see her drafts folder what, what makes AOC say nah I shouldn't say that shit that shit that's too far I can't tell the president to suck my dick that's that'll be too much I don't fuck with fucking Biden at all I hate his timing <laughs> Like, Joe Biden, like, the plus one at a party who stayed after the person who brought him left. You're like, what nigga, didn't you come with Obama? They leaving. What you still... He in the bathroom for three years. Washing out that pink eye, whatever the fuck he was doing. Like, nigga, you can't run the ox court. We've been listening to Hoobastank for three years because you can't figure it out. I don't like that at all. 
Bernie. Bernie got a problem with black voters. And I know what it is. Like, if there's any white dudes in here who like dated black black girls before and you had to meet the family, like Bernie's problem is he's too disheveled to meet black people for the first time. Like you can't meet black people for the first time in a Burlington Co Factory suit. And no do-rag to hold that. Like he just he sleep on it. He need to if you don't got that line in the middle from overnight, we don't trust it. Like, where your privilege at, bro? Like, we need, we don't need no beggars. We got enough beggars on the team. Oh, I'll give you free cop. We don't trust that. And he introduced himself as Bernie. No, nigga. Like, your name is Bernard until we give you a nickname. Based on a traumatic event in your life. Like, you got hit by a truck, you Trucky Sanders. Until you earn the name Bernie. That's how we do it. I lived in New York for uh, five years. It was rough, it broke me, you know? Like I had to like make up shit just to live. I was, uh, I was in that, I don't know, y'all probably been in this broke phase before where you sleep in late, like you sleep in real late because you can't afford to eat three times that day, yeah? Some of y'all not laughing because y'all call it intermittent fasting, but that's not what you're doing. You can't afford pancakes, don't lie to me. A lot of your group chat, you know? Good thing about like being broke, a lot of people can relate to that. A lot of people can relate to not having money and you can recognize it, you know, if you listen close enough. Whatever problem you're going through, if you listen close enough, you can hear other people going through it too. I was listening to my early 2000s mix. Ludacris song came on. First big hit, What's Your Fantasy? Yeah, everybody know the hook on that song. I wanna. Lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toes. And I want to move from the bed down to the, down to the, to the flow. And I want to, ah, ah, you make it so good. I don't want to leave, but I got to know what, what's your fantasy. And that's great sexual advice for some fellas and a few ladies in here. If you lick everything, you're bound to find a G-spot at least once. Twice if you retrace your steps, right? But as a broke person, I'm listening to the lyrics. In the lyrics, Ludacris sound like a dude who want to take a girl home, but he don't have a home to take her to. So he's just suggesting free places to fuck, hoping he can get away with it. You're like, yeah, how about up in the library on top of books? Nigga, that don't sound comfortable. Books got sharp edges. But then he get crazy like, yeah, how about up in a pouring rain under the train, sir? That is a hobo hotel. What the fuck? Who gonna fuck with the Gatorade juice bottle falling on you, man? That's not, you can't lick, lick, lick. I lick, 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 I'm single. I'm single, but I got a good attitude. That's important. People forget that. When they being single, they're like, oh, what about me? And we post relationship memes in the group chat. Motherfuckers go to the separate we in the relationship and happy group chat and talk shit about you. That's what they do. Be happy. Like, I still believe in soulmates. I do. If you're single in here, don't give up. There's somebody who was born just for you and you were born just for somebody. I believe in soulmates. But I also believe that person might already be dead, right? Like, it's a chance they died already. They're not married. They're fucking dead. Stop beating yourself up. Stop getting your nails done and hair dead. Your soulmate is dead. They ghosted you, bro. Like, let that go. The point I'm trying to make is fuck on the first date, right? Like, what are you waiting on? Revenge is a dish best served cold, but McDonald's french fries and that ass, you got to eat that hot. Fresh out the grease, salt to taste, to taste, to taste. I learned that on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, one of my favorite shows. I love that show. Guy Fieri goes anywhere asking for family secrets. They got this whole business based on secrets. He like, no, tell me that shit right now, bro. That's ballsy. He went to a soul food restaurant in St. Louis asking for recipes. You don't ask an old black lady for recipes. He went to Sweetie Pies in St. Louis with all that Flavor Town energy. <laughs> he was just like, 
yo, we're here, we're here, fucking, fuck, he didn't curse. He was like, yo, we're here at Sweetie Pie's. I got Sweetie Pie here. Yo, Sweetie Pie, what are you putting your big mac and cheese? It's so delish. And she tried to play along. This is a real episode. She was like, oh, oh, what do I put in my mac and cheese? Oh, okay, well, uh, I got a couple boxes of Velveeta. And uh, got some Aldi pasta that I put in there. And she got real black. She was like, yeah, then I just drop a whole thing of milk in there. A thing. The show had to put thang on TV. T-H-A-N-G, because those are the rules. She started pouring that thing of milk. They went to commercial, came back. She was still pouring that thing of milk. I'm like, I don't know how much a thing of milk is, but it's at least three commercials. So I'm ready to make Thanksgiving dinner. All right. It's JCPenney here, back with our best Cyber Days deals and steals, available now in-store or online. Deck the halls and ring in the savings with 60% off JCPenney home bedding and bath, like flannel sheets or Egyptian cotton towels. Get your kitchen ready to prepare hearty winter meals with a Cook's Granite 10-piece cookware set. Or add some warmth to couch time with a Bitterford Micro Plush Electric Throw. Plus, find stylish tops and sweaters for her from Liz Claiborne Apparel. For him, shop St. John's Bay sweaters and Levi's collection of classic jeans and Sherpa-lined jackets. Find all these deals and more at JCPenney in-store or online. Plus, save even more with an extra 35% off your order. Want it fast? Choose contact-free curbside pickup at checkout. Joy, comfort, peace. JCPenney. What's up, everybody? I'm Graham Bunn. So excited to introduce you to Country Shine, where we're talking all things country music. That's right, and I'm Cameron Irwin, co-host and resident country girl at Tinseltown, here to welcome you to the family. Every Tuesday, we'll update you on the latest in country music, culture, and community. And on Fridays, I'll bring on country musicians and all the biggest names in the game. It's a gathering, and we want you here. You can listen to Country Shine with me, Graham Bunn, for free right here on Spotify. Y'all ready for y'all guests tonight? I'm the host of Classic Black Dude. I am the Classic Black Dude. We talk shit. We talk about politics, current events, um, and it's going to be interactive, too. So we're going to talk, and then if y'all got questions, you know, if you, fuck it. While we talking, if you got a, a pressing question or something you want to talk about, we're going to do that, because this is live. This is our first live episode. Yeah. It's been off to a great start. Y'all are, y'all are special, man. Um, so with no further ado, first guest coming out, very, um, very talented guy. I came across him. Um, we both have a love for musicals and, uh, he's just dope, man. He's doing a lot of great things on Broadway. Um, at his last Bellhouse show, Chris Rock came out. So I was like, oh shit. <laughs> um, and I love him. He's killing it here in New York. In New York. Can y'all please make some noise for Larry Owens? Anyone? Oh, over here, yep. All right, next guest. Um, very, very decorated photographer. He is the official photographer for Amy Schumer, worked with Chris Rock, Hannibal Burris, Pete Davidson. So he got he got the T. Anything that y'all that they can't talk about on page six, we're gonna ask tonight, right? So you ain't gotta D him on the low, you ain't gotta put it in the comment section. This is like we're gonna have a shade room in this room tonight. He know all the shit. I love him to death, been knowing him for a long time. Please make some noise for my boy, Marcus. Y'all start clapping? Marcus Russell Price. Third guest, I first met him in Chicago. He's uh, He's been on Comedy Central. He's been on Conan. And right now, he works on one of my favorite shows. He works on The Daily Show. With Trevor Noah, that's major. They hiring a lot of they hiring a lot of black people over there. But he was like first. I love him to death. Make some noise right now for my man Josh Johnson. Yeah, this is a black show, but no music cues. Look at us, four black men. Here it is. Of various shades. At Union Hall. At Union Hall in the basement. Guinness Records. Man, this is history. That's a very classic black dude, I'd say. I, the fact that I'm sweating on stage is also a very classic black dude. <laughs> I'm like a Detroit comedian, no towel. You know what I mean? <laughs> How's life for y'all already right now as as black dudes in 2020? How y'all feeling? Uh, 
Damn. Yeah, I know. Damn. We going straight into it. It's two episodes, so we like, we got to get, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I should be more specific. Well, you know, it's what I always say. It's, we're at Union Hall. Um, it's, no, actually, that's, they can't see me behind that. Because <laughs> I'm so skinny. Why would you move that? What if you really thought that? You no, know, I'm hiding for a reason. It's just a podcast. They don't need to see me. <laughs> Bring back my... My security blanket, my yeah. stand. I'm so skinny, they could not see me. That would be sick. I was saying, this is Union Hall. It's my favorite stop on the Underground Railroad. <laughs> Just head straight up north. And when you get to Union Hall, we actually don't know what a slave sounded like. So. <laughs> we know. If you There's laugh, no actual recordings. There if you, no- if you laughed, you're fucked up. Yeah. Phyllis Wheatley didn't have a podcast. That would have been great, though. <laughs> the Frederick Douglass one. The Fre- Frederick Douglass would have had a podcast. He, bars, he wrote a book. bars, bars. How do you write an autobiography him? in 1856? And it couldn't read for the first part of your life. Just, yeah. I be, th- I be thinking, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm a trailblazer. I'm a do shit. This nigga was reading and writing when it was illegal? There you go. You can wear your hair however you want to if you're doing that. Speaking of. He did have that. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, his is way more camp than Frederick Douglass's. Frederick I, looked like you, I knew it was coming. <laughs> it's it's actually it's been uh, a real treat to grow my hair out because black people are so supportive um, when you are messing up, especially with your hair. Okay. They immediately tell you what you're doing wrong. Like you don't like I like I will leave the house thinking I'm fine. Yeah. And then black people on the train who I don't know. <laughs> are like, it's dry. <laughs> and I'm Dude. like, what, do you, what? And they're like, it's dry. And I'm like, what is it? Because then I think they're crazy, right? Yeah. So they're, they're, like, they're like, no, sweetie, your hair, does it hurt? Does it hurt to be that dry? Do they touch it too? No, they don't, they don't touch it. They're not white. Like, <laughs> they know better. They just, they're just like, it's so, and then uh, there was one person, I can't remember who it was, Hey, I was I was like just walking down the street and then this person who just walked into the night, I never saw them again, mm-hmm. they just whispered products to me. No. And, yeah, yeah. Carol's so they, daughter? No, they just walked by Camille Rose. Like <laughs> We got a lot of black women in the crowd. Listen, I ain't discriminating. I just need y'all specific brand of knowledge. Is there some products Josh needs to use for hair? Yeah, coconut oil. You know oil. what? Because you said that with an accent, too. I really believe it. Yeah. You can use coconut oil. <laughs> you sound like the lady who sell me beef patties. She was like, because we didn't ask. You just suggest hair products. I like that. But let's put it back on Frederick Douglass. You know I mean? How about, <laughs> I, how about I, we I, get I, off of my I scalp? literally bring up Frederick Douglass because he is, I'm wearing a hat right now because this is a black show and I don't, like you, want to get roasted. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but you this, see, I grew up bullied. So like this, this whole thing. you used to it. Yeah, 100%. Like I'm not phased by anything, but especially if too. the thing is true. You yeah. Know what I mean? So sometimes kids, especially kids, kids are the worst. Kids are bad people. They will see me. I used to live very, like very close like a corner away from middle school and I could not walk to work without being harassed they they would be they'd be like ooh those shoes though I'd be like you're right they're very old like I, yeah. I if you're right I'm not gonna fight you on it you know the, the dope part about that is you never uh, slow down at all oh, you the, can't the, slow the, down. The, the, the mistake is people clap back and mm-hmm. try to you can't beat because yeah, you can't, no, you can't no. beat a herd of you gotta keep, no. you gotta be walking yeah. and talking <laughs> because middle schoolers make you forget you're not in middle school <laughs> they come with that much energy Excellent that you point. that you forget <laughs> that you have like money and like a girlfriend and stuff yeah. you're all of a sudden like their age again yeah <laughs> it's just it's a superpower you you could be dating actively but if a teenager check, you ain't got no hoes. You yeah. like, damn, I ain't got no hoes. You know? Damn, he right. You like, question it at least. And then sometimes it'll be like I remember when I when I was in middle school, there would be kids who would like they wouldn't they'd mask it. You know what I mean? That's almost worse. Mm. Like they would like like I remember there was a guy walking and I wasn't friends with these kids. I was just reading. <laughs> 
I was just first sitting, mistake. Re- I was just sitting reading by myself, and this guy walked by, and then they looked at this grown man, and they were like, "That's brave, you brave," which made him stop, which was the mistake. So then he stopped to turn around. They're like, "He's like, what?" He's like, "You brave." Showing those knees like that, you brave. And it's like, Cause they know you can't hit them. That's but a you setup to, though. You I, have, honestly, this is what's happening. This is what needs to happen in America. All of these young, cause I, honestly, a lot of black people, we look the same decade for two decades. You know what I mean? So then as a result, if you're a black person who looks young, take a swing at them. Make them prove that you're too old to hit them. If you look 18 and they are giving you hell, just swing it. You know what I mean? Just because they don't know how to fight. They haven't been live long enough to learn how to fight. They just know how to like scrap. But if you, you know, if you're 30 and you actually know how to fight, they won't know. They won't know what to do. You know, they don't know street rules yet. Like in school, it's like, yo, somebody hits you, then you can hit them back. And as long as you got a witness, it's like, oh, he hit me. But like, they don't on the street, it don't matter. Like, yeah. you get this first swing and you just keep swinging yeah. until it's over, until somebody can't stand up. They don't know that yet. They have, they I've have taught truly no idea. They have no clue about Because then, when one of their friends, it's funny, because like, the. It, it, I mean, it's it's psychopathic. But basically, one of their friends will say something to like a grown person, <laughs> like just yeah. like you know, you like what you're. I mean, you would know because you're not there yet. But like, if, if, when, a, <laughs> when a person is just like middle aged and they've just had enough in life, like they just this is the worst. This because in New York, <laughs> in New York. Every day here is the best day of someone's life and the worst day of someone's life simultaneously. Those people are usually yeah. in the same room. Like I've I've been in bodegas before where there were I was in a bodega one time and this guy out of nowhere he was doing a scratch off and he won so he just starts screaming like I won I won I won right <laughs> then another couple didn't know have nothing to do with this guy another couple clearly breaking up near the chips so then she's like he's like I won I won I won I won and then like, how can you do this to me at the same time so I said all that to say there's gonna be like the best day of someone's life the worst day of someone's life they Same. clearly caught this middle-aged man on the worst day of his life because he knocked out the kid who who like was talking shit right because yeah. the kid wasn't just talking shit he was like talking shit like in his face like getting in his face like what you gonna yeah, do about you it swing and, then he, and then he hit him and walked away and then when the kid woke up his friends just transferred all the stuff that was to the middle-aged man to him. Like, now all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you got knocked out yeah. by that old man. And then they were using the old man's roast to roast. It's like, you got knocked out by the old man with the shoes. Yeah. The problem with New York, the, the, the aisles are too narrow. It's like it's like an apartment. You know what I mean? Like, it's too you too close to everybody, the chips are next to the uh, what's the what's oh, the? Oh yeah, no, I, yeah. I get what you mean. The the Clino, the yeah. that's a made up uh, no, no, cleaning no. product. <laughs> Clino, you're right because <laughs> <laughs> you it's you, too close. You all in each other business. You think that Clino is made up, but I'm sure Clino. there's a knockoff Drano called Clino <laughs> right now who's like we're it, getting looks. It kills germs, rats, your day. Like yeah. Clino does everything. I had a, a, a difficult time tracking that transition there because you were talking about a dude getting knocked out. And then you were like, oh, yeah, the chips are the way too many in the aisle. I had forgotten that. Oh, part. yeah. The yeah, aisles yeah. are too narrow. I had tried I to bring it back. Yo, but when I, I run for president <laughs> of Brooklyn, I'm widening the fucking <laughs> lanes, <laughs> man. Give me some room. You should run on that. I'm yes. running on narrow lanes. The uh, the um, where do the Nets play at the, uh, the Bark- Barclays? I'm changing that to Cassius Clay. <laughs> I'm changing that to the Cassius Clay Center. And uh, ODB birthday is going to be a holiday. Everybody get off. Right? Y'all will vote for that. Yeah, I'll follow you on that. I need mo- both both, both sides of the aisles. Well, first of all, you need to recreate the presidency of Brooklyn. You know? there's a, like, there's a, yeah, there's a president. No, Does I know, know, but I'm saying like no one knows that. Are y'all all. politically aware? Who's the president of Brooklyn? Anybody know? Not just the black people answered. <laughs> Y'all like, nigga, I got to go to work. I ain't worried about no damn president. I want to ask you, Larry, about like one of the biggest things that's always been in black people who strive for white things is code switching. Wow. Yeah. You, you, dude, you fucking Broadway? That's white. 
<laughs> we can all agree. Yes, yes, they call it actually the Great White Way. So. <laughs> That's a street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? What is it like to be? What is it like to be a black male trying to make inroads in such a like a story? Rogers and Hammerstein ass like oh, culture. August Wilson? Naming one black person out of all of theater. I yeah. love that. August Wilson, uh, uh, Lorraine yeah, Hansberry. Okay, two black Kenny people. Kenny Leon. Okay, he's living. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> you named someone alive. Yeah, no, basically it's just uncharted terrain. So I, you know, in the musical theater, there are no like black protagonists. They're very few, especially if you're fat and gay. You're adding like so many more boxes. Intersectionality. I said it! And uh, the fun thing about like the past couple years of becoming a comic, it's like in the musical theater, the writers are white. No one no one sees a black man and expects him to have a voice in the comedy stage for years, for mm. decades. Black men, you, he walks on the comedy stage and you're like, nigga, say something. So yeah. it's been like fun to find a home over here where there's like a lot of voice, still do music, but you know, we'll work on the other side i guess like my and so part of the, what the podcast is is like you know i may not have the question myself but i i try to ask for people who don't have access to great guys like yourself like do you feel like you have to choose an allegiance to gay or black or what comes first Oh, the hierarchy of movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, code switching. It's like, what room am I in? Right, right, right. <laughs> because right. sometimes being gay has tremendous value. Uh, then sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes being black has tremendous value. And sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> right. So it's, uh, you know, I'm walking around like that Zach Galifianakis meme of calculus around his brain. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, what do I say when and how and what inflection, what tone? Right. Yeah, which is a really, really fun way to live. Hey! Yeah. Do you have to hide one or the other at times? No, I just feel I actually, so my problem is that I've always felt authentically me. So like I am from Baltimore, I'm from I'm from East Baltimore, I'm from North Avenue. And if you know anything about Maryland, like you know what that means. And yeah, if you watch Baltimore. The Wire, you actually know what that means too. <laughs> <laughs> but so, but like I am from there and like I love my people, but even when I was, you know, in my little like alley street there, I was speaking the same way. Like if something came on TV with like music in it, I was running to it and like dreaming about it so i feel authentically black i feel authentically oreo okay. <laughs> as a race like yeah. i feel so that's been my thing is being like all right this is me like i so your your default is just to be larry yeah or like they say in baltimore larry 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 hey larry hey that's larry from broadway Lurie. right yeah he then, came back home <laughs> i have five sisters so my nickname is brother oh brother so are you in, the youngest in, in baltimore so baltimore yeah. this is black baltimore so there's like the the you know the white balmer you know what i mean mm -hmm. white people do that john waters bullshit yeah. but like baltimore is like that's what you would say baltimore and then yeah. you have a mother father sister brother on mothers yeah right. mother. yeah so i I am the only boy, so I'm brother. And I'm well-traveled. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, you can co-switch even even inside of blackness, you who, know? Who, ah. was, who was the the playwright or the piece that really, like, said, fuck, I want to do that? Uh, uh, I don't know. Grease? Grease. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it was like... Them. Shout out to the White Box Disneys on the VHS. <laughs> My the sister VHS. had the whole... It was supposed to be books on there, but it was just White Box, did Grease, fucking Pinocchio, Aladdin. Yeah, Disney. Yeah, all that, oh, all that shit. Yeah, this shit is good. It's a gate. Yeah, that's my gateway drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, she was so innocent at the beginning. And then at the end, she was about to fuck. Yeah, they always about to fuck by the end. I'm I, like, uh, I, I, I hate like Little Mermaid and uh, shit like, because it's always like a, a white man introduced her to sex. You know what I'm saying? It was like before she It's crazy she speak. to think that I was like watching that every day after like sixth and seventh grade. That I was running home and like watching like Rizzo gets pregnant, like and then like she's like, <laughs> yeah. Do I abort my baby? Like the condom broke. Like So I didn't know what they were singing about when I was little because I wa I also watched it several like I watched it on repeat for like months because I was just like eh, and I like the thing they did with the belt where they were like bow bow. I was like TikTok all in, move. right? But then when 
when I got a little bit older and watched it again. So basically, I didn't watch it for like eight years, and I watched it again, and I'm like, damn, everybody is thirty. Right. Yeah. Yes. As an important takeaway. Yeah, I was like, when, what, guys, and and it was one of those things where I guess in if you look at like the older shows like Fame, the TV show, all these shows, they used to up until like more recently, they used to just let grown people play high schoolers and no one cared. Right. But Kaneki like was most definitely part, 50 years old. Dude, Kaneki was so old <laughs> that he hit his head once and had to get out of the race. He had to bow out of a race. He was going to be sitting during that race, going in a straight line. And they were like, you are too old. You just hit your head. You need to sit down. Blood sugar dropped. Yeah. yeah. Everything. This is proof that niggas love musicals. We yeah, we all like to talk about it. Grease was speaking to you, Sweeney speaking to you, Annie speaking to Jay-Z. Yeah, hard knock life for all yeah. of us. Yeah, we're like, I am that orphan. You see Annie. If you see Annie and you don't relate to Annie, you're a fucking psychopath, okay? Yeah. So did, niggas fucking respect Annie. Did you see Grease 2? Did you, did I like, you get like, into Grease 2? Not in ratio to how I like I'm obsessed with Grease 1. I know it can't be the same as Grease 1, but the fact that it, it's Rizzo, right? The fact that Rizzo is in both movies means she no, got help. No, it's, it's Frenchie. Frenchie, yeah, I'm sorry. The fact that Frenchie is in both <laughs> movies. Hey, no, it's Frenchie, my nigga. <laughs> can, can we get a Pardon round of applause me. for expertise on the fucking... <laughs> yeah! Like, the fact that she's in both movies means she got help back but no one ever That's addresses true. it. No one ever addresses like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, she clearly didn't graduate with the last like da na na na, and then yeah. now she's like singing with us, and no one else is like, hey guys, we're thirty. She's like thirty eight. Like yeah. she's been held back so many more times than us, because these kids weren't even freshmen when the first movie were seniors. Uh, did y'all? Did any of y'all actually smoke in the bathroom? Even after the influence of seeing Grease, y'all were like, let me, it was just, just cigarettes. I remember I would, I would walk into a bathroom in high school and I would smell the lingering, you know, smoke of the kids who were smoking and I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't picture it myself. It's a bold move. Where'd you grow up? This is Pennsylvania. I should probably interview you by now. Like, wait, wait, you, you like, when you say Pennsylvania, like, there's only three parts of Pennsylvania. Name Pittsburgh, them. Philly, and Amish. <laughs> there's no other, where'd you grow up? Right outside of Philadelphia, but between Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware. You grew up rich? No. Come on. No, man. Come on, bro. <laughs> what what about me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the what, most aggressive What is it about viewer. me? Like, somebody Don't say, nah, I'm like, come on, man. Comfortable? Were you comfortable? Were you comfortable? Yeah, I mean, we were like lower Jack middle class, you know what I Jack mean? Jack and Jill? Like ice cream you're talking about? Did we have the Dixie okay, Cups? Okay, that's, that's a good response. Jack yeah. and Jill, for those who aren't familiar, is a is like, like black people with money put their kids with other black kids with money. And it used to be because they just wanted other black kids to meet other black kids. That's where it started. But then it was like, nigga, you don't need that in Chicago. Like, you could walk outside and see other black people. But then it became about money and cotillion. I did cotillion. I wasn't. I was an outsider. But I could dance, so they had me in it. But you grew up right outside of Philadelphia. How'd you, how'd you have the license to say, you know what? I'm going to take pictures. It was never the plan. It was never the plan. I, I, my parents have been incredibly supportive throughout all of my creative endeavors. I was a musician for a long, for a while. Mm. That was my first foray out of high school. I said, "No, nah, I'm gonna." The day before classes started at my college, I withdrew and I joined the band. So if you're that's some privilege talk, man. Like you gonna quit and join the band? That's some Kaniki shit, man. What are you talking about? It's called believing in yourself, Clark. No? <laughs> That's, that's called support, nigga. That's called like, believing yourself. All right. So you did. How did how did how did photography start? Uh, I studied it in high school for a little while. Mm-hmm. I had, they had a, a photography class at the time, but the, that the photography program has since been canceled. Mm-hmm. So that's sad for the the kids coming up under me, I guess. But yeah, I took a photography class that I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I didn't do nothing with it after after high school. I I, I worked and I played music and I. Um, What'd you play? Guitar. I'm a bass player. Of course. Yeah. Fucking Prince. <laughs> fucking. You fucking disciple. You. You fucking. You, get you it. love. I've seen the pictures, man. It was Sade. I, the Sade was the first time I heard bass and music, and I was like, oh, I want to learn how to do that. I'm going to ask the audience. Audience, what's your favorite Sade song? Shout, shout it out. You love it? 
That's like the hardest question on the show. What? Cherish the day? What else? Oh, your accent is. Uh, if I could see your face, I would. I would be in love right now. Bulletproof. You trying to be different? Don't nobody say that. They say uh, your love is king. The Neptune's remix of By Your Side. Oh, that was on every college playlist. Like when that, cause at black schools we had something called uh, visitation. Motherfuckers couldn't just spend the night at first. You had to like wait till after homecoming, or you get at least three credits before you could fuck. What? Wow. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't just immediately have company. Wait, what are you talking about? Where'd you go to school? I went to, uh, I mean, my school's going to close. It doesn't matter. I went to, <laughs> like, so genuinely, it's, it, they've had money trouble since uh, the early days. And they, it's, it's one of those things where I'm worried because now I'm like, oh, I'm going to look like a liar. Like, now yeah. if people see my degree, they'll be like, where'd you print this out? Like, this is <laughs> not a real place. Uh, where, I went to Centenary College in Louisiana. Oh, yeah, you're from yeah. Okay. And then there's also a Centenary College in New Jersey. Uh. So then people will just think I copied the Jersey thing. And then the Jersey people will be like, we don't know him. You yeah. Know what I mean? Don't nobody pick up in any Jersey government anyway. Like, they just like, eh. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, if they if it does close, I'm going to start lying. I'm going to start lying hard. You already got there's a no, job. They, there's you no register don't matter on the call. No they I can't fire you from The Daily Show for not. They could very easily fire me. They definitely <laughs> could fire you. I've seen it happen. <laughs> Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash dellemc. Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Need an escape? Drop into Pluto TV for a world of free TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No subscriptions, no fees. Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android, iPhone, Roku, or Fire TV and start watching now. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. The, J- the Daily Show is black as fuck. Mm-hmm. Roy Wood, Dulce Sloan, I mean, Ronnie Chang. He... Jabuki, Young White. Jabuki, yeah. yeah. So, like, do you have Randall's to, right do you have to uh, code switch in that environment? Like, what's the, what's it, what's it? What's what's the black level like around the office? Uh, I don't know. I I I don't know if I've ever had to code switch because I'm a pretty weird guy. So okay. everyone just sort of finds me weird, uh, <laughs> sort of across the board. You know what I mean? Like it ain't I, even black. It's just odd. no. It's it's genuinely off putting. It's like people don't know what to do with me. So then I don't think I've ever had to change anything up. You know, it's just been. <laughs> Real awkward. <laughs> yeah, I'm super consistent. I'm just like, hey, consistently weird. You, you guys like trains, and then everyone collectively, as black, white, all colors of the rainbow, are like, what'd you just say? You know what I mean? That's the that's the funny part when you're in an all black room because you no longer have to give the black perspective. You have to get the train perspective, and you get to be more specific into this this is because you worked in other rooms this is the first one that's been this african-american right yeah yeah what was the what was the kind of the struggle with working in other types of rooms i i don't know if i like had the like a struggle that would be something to easily identify with because it was just me learning to do the thing. So mm-hmm. then, as if you're, if you're, if it's your first writing job and you haven't been writing for a very long time, you're not going to be very good at it. And you're going to be trying to get better. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes that will overshadow whatever code switch thing, whatever differences mm-hmm. you have with other writers or your boss or anything. And so I, it, it didn't even, I didn't really put it in my mind as much. Um, and now, you know, being where I am, I don't have to 
really even think about it at all. I just have to. Ah, uh, nigga. <laughs> you like shit. I ain't gotta. I ain't gotta kiss no more ass. Actually, I just. I just like talk about sharks, and then everyone politely nods. <laughs> pretty privileged position man yeah. one thing one thing i like one reason that why i had you guys or asked you guys and i'm thankful that y'all came on to do it is because you guys are experts in like just navigating and i feel like as you know black brown whatever your your race is like you have to be able to because they may say like all right well we need you to be able to talk to this group but to really get on you have to be able to talk to everybody. And especially for you, Marcus, like, like what was your, can you walk me through the first, like you started with Hannibal first, right? And how did that go from that to blue check mark, uh, Amy Schumer, <laughs> Pete Davidson? Like how, what, what is your, cause a lot of us just don't know how to navigate. You know what I mean? Like how to how to make those moves where you like you go from one thing and build on it to the next thing. Because some niggas be like, "Man, I'm working with Hannibal. I don't need shit else." You know what I'm saying? But you was like, "All right, let me." What, what's your calling card for one job leading to another job? Well, I mean, people ask. I get a lot of people asking like like how how how. I, don't, I mean, a lot of it is just dumb luck, to be honest. I mean, I think I'm good at what I do. Okay. But but more than that, I think. Uh, some, a lot of times it's about not being a weirdo or rather like just not making people feel easy mm -hmm. you know what i mean because there's a lot of people that can take a picture True. a lot of people take a picture better than me you know a lot of filters on instagram <laughs> absolutely absolutely you know what i mean but it's about about i always tell people volunteer yourself for things you mm -hmm. know what i mean that's how i started I, I i had a mutual friend with hannibal i said like yo can you introduce me i said yo hannibal can i take your picture you know what i mean All right and then I said, Hannibal, can you, can you introduce me to Aziz? You, you, like, you got to just... Oh, you asked him. You got to ask people. You know what I mean? Like, that's... that's. I mean, that's a big part of coming up is you got to put yourself out there, right? The squeaky door gets the grease. So for me, it was asking, you know, say, can I do that? Oh, Aziz is going to be in town next week. Can, can you send him an email? Maybe I can come pop out and take some photos of him. What has been your biggest fuck up? Because with pictures, it's like... <laughs> You gotta lose yourself in the moment. No, like if you don't get the shot, ain't no going back. So like, what's been your biggest like? Oh, I fucked up. Um, I was on tour. <laughs> I know the moment. I was on. <laughs> <laughs> I was on tour with Amy Schumer. Uh, we were in doing a, a European tour, and I was documenting every photo. I was doing photo and video every day. Mm -hmm. And this particular day, she was performing in London um, at the like O2 Arena, pretty big spot. And um, so I was, and it was a hell of a, she had this idea, she wanted to take a boat to the show. So we took a taxi cab to, they got like channels out there. Like you know the Migos? I mean? Like she wanted to do like a puffy video? Well, they had like, <laughs> they have boat taxis, you know what I mean? It, okay. it, was, it wasn't like for, but just we're in London, she has the ability to, to, to pull right up to the theater. Let's do that, you know what okay. I mean? So we did that, and, but like there was, the, the boat operator was missing or drunk or something. So we got on a different boat, dropped us off at the wrong place. It was a hell of a day. Uh, and I filmed all of this. I was like, oh, this is great, great material. And then during the show, um, I was switching memory cards really quickly and I stuck the wrong card, card in and I hit format right as I realized. I was like, oh, that's, oh no. And I just watched it format and it was all gone. And this is right before. <laughs> you, you deleted the boat photos? You did everything. All gone, all gone. And what she? I, this is being recorded. Let me say, this is the only time this has ever happened in my professional career. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> See, he always, always be closing. You thinking about if they need some shoes? You're like, this never happened again. Just once. Yeah. So I mean, Amy was about to go on stage. I, I, I mean, I didn't want. I obviously I had to tell her, but I'm not going to tell her right before she's about to go dazzle. You know, five thousand people. So, um, actually, now it's even. It's probably like twelve thousand people at that point. So. Um, I waited till afterwards and the after party, and I told her to Amy, like, I'm really sorry, this is what happened, and I was about to cry if I really bad, and she was so sweet about it. She she said, oh, it's fine, I understand. Because at this point, I've been touring with her for a couple of years now, and it, okay. like, it had never happened before, but that's just Amy. She's always been incredibly generous and sweet to me, and she's fantastic. Did you work with her after that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. I, I, I just shot a documentary on her that got bought by HBO. That's gonna be coming out this year, I think. How about that? Look at you! Ah. You ever have any big fuck ups with the live show, Larry? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like what? What? Like, cause I took, I took, I took musical theater 
Larry, are you high, Larry? Just <laughs> chilling. Yeah. What? 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 How do you deal with fuck ups in the live show? Like, do you just ad lib it out? Have you ever spazzed on somebody for dropping a line? No, 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 no. The whole yeah, everything is just about like rolling with it, and so just usually when I'm on stage, I'm like a few technical beats ahead like my body's in one place but like i'm like you know gearing up for you know the mm-hmm. next beat next line next acceleration or whatever so i'm kind of like kind of like checking in on myself and then so when things like come up it's like oh yeah i'm already two beats ahead of like that moment and that's just like you gotta just throw it off and move forward because the audience is the audience keeps watching they they, yeah they, like, they don't know when cut happens they're like oh i thought that was part of the show yeah, i thought no he was one, supposed to cut some out no one's in the moment before so just like staying in the moment and literally just like getting out of your head being like i'm a human being performer like the what people are paying to see live is the chance of imperfection like mm. you know if they wanted to watch the movie they could you know but usually it's like i'm performing live with people in a room so that's that's sometimes some of the most impressive parts to me, of, of a live show is because I am a musician. I sometimes I might catch those moments, but I love watching how kind of like a hive mind they can collectively co- overcome it. Sometimes musicians playing, maybe like someone's off time, and everyone else corrects to them, and the audience most times is none the wiser. Yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. But for the people that know, like, oh shit, that was actually kind of dope. Like how they took care of that. Yeah. I just keep it moving. <laughs> Speaking of keeping it moving. All right. So uh, for the podcast, um, because we, first of all, clap it up for the guests, who Marcus, Larry, and Josh. We got two quick segments. We're going to do a Q&A before they get out of here. But before that, we do a little trivia. We always do it for, uh, we always do it for um, a charity. Usually we let the guests choose a charity, but this is all going for ovarian cancer research because I just lost my mom to it and we want more research, I guess. Yeah, I'm sorry to bring the mood of the room down, but it is what it is. Um, so... We don't have buzzers. So, yo, Josh, when you have the answer, your buzzer is A. You're going to be like, hey, Marcus, yours is yo. Say yo. And Larry, Larry, you better. Larry's not enthusiastic about this right now. He's got to say what? Larry, yours is fam. 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 So, Larry's fam, Marcus is yo, Josh is A. These are black questions, right? This ain't like, you know, Black Jeopardy on SNL where they make up bullshit. This is real facts. Alright? Real fucking facts. And if you know the answer, you say, what do you say, Marcus? Yeah. What do you say, Josh? What if none of us know? Like, just in case that happens. Then y'all just all say, bruh. Okay. <laughs> y'all go, bruh. Alright. The movie Boys in the Hood. Alright? The character called Doughboy was played by who? Yo. It's Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Give it up for Mark. Come on, man. I mean, you you read that like a principal. All right. (laughs) Yeah. I used to teach high school. That was a movie. Hey, in the movie. Uh, Teacher, ladies and gentlemen. uh, Mr. Jones. Yeah. You read it like you're about to yell over someone talking. Marcus got one on the board. The game is to three. In which U.S. city is the series Martin based in? Yo. Detroit. Detroit! Very good. Marcus really cares about ovarian cancer. I knew that one. Very fucking good. I knew that one. (laughs) The radio station is WZUP. Okay. At Fuck it, Larry, you get one too. Thank you. Martin's next door name. Josh, you got a Martin fact? Three. Him and Tisha Campbell don't always get along. That'll, we'll take that. Restraining we'll take order. that. I don't know. Watch the blogs. Uh, more developing on that story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh, I need the audience for this. Some of y'all probably know. Lean on Me is a 1989 movie loosely based on a story of Joe. Let me finish. I'm ready, though. Based on the story of Joe Lewis Clark, a real life high school principal in which city? Fam, Chicago. Yeah, very good. Larry got two. 
Babe, just take a guess at any great migration city, okay? Josh, I want to get you on the fucking board, man. Oh, let me see. Uh, this, <laughs> just don't take this the wrong way. What is the name of the black male lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish? Fam. <laughs> Darius Rucker. Darius Rucker. Damn, Josh. I tried to rig it for you. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Shit, goddamn. Okay. 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 Um, This one, this was... You got two. Larry got two. Josh got none. Like Josh, this would be worth three if you get this. I have three. You have three already? The audience is invested. Thank you so much. You got three? No, I take away that bonus that You got, you got two it. now. No, no, no. All right. This is America. We're yeah, socialism. I'm a democratic socialist. Last question. Last question. This was the name of the magazine that Queen Latifah ran. Sam! Flame off! Yeah! Make some noise for Larry Owens. They are living and single. Ooh, in a 90s kind of world. I'm glad I got my... Now keep your head up. What? Keep your head up. What? Whenever it's rough and tough, I gotta fight. My homegirl standing to the left. True blue. Retired like glue. Hey! Before we let them go, do we have any any audience questions? Check, check, check it out. Yes, check, yes. Check, check it out. Who you who you aiming it towards? I was late. Oh, Larry, but I'll open it up. Slave play. Ooh. Slave play. Yeah. How are we gonna say living single and you take it back to slavery? <laughs> we was all feeling we, good. We about, about to leave like dancing off the stage. Like <laughs> I was about to bathe in a pot of watermelon, and now you talking about <laughs> reparations? Go ahead. <laughs> Ooh. It's not funny. It's not funny, and anyone in the audience who is laughing should be read. You are reading them. I think that that's the correct read of the play. Damn. And like, take your voice out into the streets and like sit down and like before you even leave the theater, just be like, "What the fuck were you thinking?" Like the next time, because white people love to hold us accountable in the streets. Let's hold them, especially in the theater. Take back the space. I like that. I like that answer. Any other questions from the audience? Okay. A similar question. High school music. Okay, Disney. So this is so you niggas do love music. Niggas love music. I thought Daily Show, Pete Davidson. Yo, like yo, when when the Jets fought the Sharks, right? Was that like a, a, a microcosm for the Bloods and Crips? I'm not getting paid for any of these endorsements. Larry packed the audience on Disney Plus. High School Musical, the musical, the series is back in a big way. I watched every episode. Maybe I cried at the finale. Fuck also, yeah. they got the show is called Encore. Also on Disney Plus. Throw me some money, please. But oh, um, it's like they take these like people like you know their 30s and beyond and they go back and do their high school musicals and it's like a lot of honestly a lot of, a lot of black people on the show because niggas Cause love we, musicals yeah we sing we know history yeah well, actually we made the musicals so like uh, you know porgy and Bess, mm. they ain't right no summertime and the living is easy the living is easy for who nigga yeah white people so that's Remix. your first clue <laughs> that that's like not right they stole those chords larry so. where, where can they find you next where can they follow you at larry owens live on all platforms it's my website comedy calendar come see a show hell yeah marcus russell price where can they find you uh you got it at marcus russell price <laughs> on everything instagram i think twitter is just marcus price I got in there early. You said that kind of black. Marcus Price. That was like Boomerang. Some Boomerang. Marcus, darling. The Eartha Kit. Marcus. Yeah. Josh, Josh, where can they find you? You got shows coming up. Where, where can they? Where they? Keep yeah, on uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Josh Johnson. Okay. Uh, it was a real feat to because it's a very plain name, so. Then, but you uh, got confused with another nigga. That's like your yeah, big story. We I, can't get into that right I, now. On Instagram, it's at Josh Johnson Comedy because it's a plain name, so I had to add comedy at the end. You are the most relaxed New Orleans nigga No, I'm ever. actually, man, I mean, I'm, Shreveport? I'm free, I'm, no, no, Alexandria. Alexandria, so, Louisiana. I'm, it's 
fine if you don't know where that is. I do. No, I no, it's no. I know. I'm not even talking about you. I'm talking about the people here, the people listening. If you don't know where Alexandria, Louisiana is, and you've already come this far, then yeah. there's no reason to know. You know what I mean? You're all living good lives and touche. There's honestly nothing there. Well, follow Josh Johnson, follow Marcus Russell Price, follow Make Some Noise for Larry Owens, and follow them. That was the first episode. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Sing a 